Hey! Hi, this is Dr. Christine. And Dr. Colin. And we are your co-hosts for the exciting new podcast called Love, Love Scrubs, Scrubs, and Stories, where we dive deep into the world of dating and relationships and go beyond the people wearing the white coats, the scrubs, and the stethoscopes. Come join us on this journey where we engage in dialogue and share stories of love, heartbreak, resilience, and triumphs. And we also navigate our professional lives with our hearts on our sleeves. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification button to stay up to date on all future episodes. And, and we, we look, look forward, forward to, to seeing you inside. inside. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Love, Scrubs, and Stories podcast, where we dive into all things dating and relationships, and we cover topics of love and heartbreak and resilience and triumph and so much more. I'm your co-host, Dr. Christine Wen, founder of White Coat Romance. And I'm Dr. Colin Zhu, founder of The Chef Doc. And if this is your first time visiting and watching and listening, please hit that you know subscribe uh, button so you don't miss a beat. And this is not just for... Um, you know, singles, but also people that are in committed relationships yep. and everywhere in between. So, but we do serve the healthcare industry and because we just love them and we're healthcare professionals ourselves. So this is our community and we want to amplify your voices and share your stories. So we have a great story, a great guest uh, to bring on, but before we do, let's talk about how does like one go about it meeting somebody, right? So we have, you know, we have online dating or, you know, there's like, we can just literally like talk about hours and hours. You mean how to connect with another human being that you personally want to, you know, do stuff with? How does that happen in this right. world? So how do you navigate the world of online dating? How do you navigate the world of like meeting someone in the wild, you know? And, you know, we have heard about matchmakers and there are dating coaches out there as well. So there are a lot of options. Yes. And we also have, you know, dating apps, you know, especially this one. <laughs> well, she's not a dating app. You know, she just created one. She was like, ah, I'm just bored. And, you know, let me just do this because I'm not busy already. Right. Come join us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to answer your question, you know, whenever, so I used to work as a locums, you know, so I'm family, you know, family practice trained and, you know, I just wanted to be more adventurous. So after a residency, I just either said to myself, I'm either going West or going South. So I did locums. And for those of you who don't know what locums or locum tenants is, is basically you're kind of like a substitute teacher for doctors. So you pick up shifts in anything, hospital setting, community. And I, you know, I didn't know anyone when I arrived to these, you know, cities. I was in Vegas, I was in New Orleans, I was in Seattle. I didn't know anyone. You went all over. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like I said, I like to travel. So, you know, how would I meet and connect with people? You know, I went on meetup.com, you know, and yeah, I, I it's a huge, you know, community, it's a global international community and you find your like interest. At the time, I wasn't looking to meet a romantic partner per se, but I just wanted to meet people in general just to answer your question. But, you know, you may, you know, run into your love, your life, but yes. Yeah. And you may, right. But, you know, online dating apps i mean there's this is the you know the paradox of choices and there's like it seems like there's like just you know matches after matches that can be connected but how do you perhaps if you want more guidance on how to navigate the world of dating apps or how to navigate with meeting someone you know at a local event or at a restaurant or you're about to say golfing bar. <laughs> <laughs> local bar i'm like nah 
been there, done that like a bazillion times, you know. Yeah, <laughs> what, if, what if we we wanted a little more guidance? And so, you know, so there are dating coaches and there are matchmakers that, you know, could help us if we would like, to, you know, someone, you know, to give us that more guidance. And yeah, so yeah. Our today's guest has had experience. She has her experience, you know, yeah, with she's this. Actually, yeah, so with this and a wealth of knowledge in terms of like dating coaches and matchmakers. And so we'd love to you hear more about her story and her experience. So so why don't we introduce her? We have Dr. Deanne Wong. She's a double board certified adult, child and adolescent psychiatrist in San Diego with over 20 years of experience. She holds a bachelor degree in music from Loma Linda University and obtained her medical degree from Loma Linda University School of Medicine. Dr. Wong completed her psychiatry residency and fellowship in child and adolescent psychiatry at the University of California, San Diego, where she currently serves as a voluntary assistant clinical professor. She provides lectures and teaches adult psychiatry residents and child psychiatry fellows. Alongside her solo private practice, Dr. Wong is actively involved in the San Diego Psychiatric Society, where she has held several positions with the society, including serving as president in 2014. Since 2020, Dr. Wong has also been the medical director for the International Bipolar Foundation. In her free time, she enjoys soul cycle, kickboxing, top chef, and traveling. Welcome, Dr. Deanne Wong, to the Love Scrubs and Stories podcast. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us. And, you know, you're part of our uh, White Coat Romance community. And I uh, was noticing you because I was like, who is this amazing, you know, psychiatrist? And you were always like sharing these like pearls of wisdoms and tips and tidbits. And and I just thought, you know, it was just so incredible that you were so open to like helping everyone in the in the group whenever there were questions or like tips and you're like you know here's a link on this or here's you know consider this and so i greatly appreciate you so much deanne and thanks for joining us today on the podcast as well to be able to share with our wider audience you're very welcome thank you for setting up the facebook group in the group it's been a great community to be part of and i'm actually happy to be out there and helping people because this is in some ways a wild wild west this is not high school college or even medical school anymore for a lot of us so yeah, yeah. and i think i think that the community is important you know because like i was you know saying before it's just hard to connect i feel like uh, exponentially you know like i was you know i'm i'm an 80s baby so you know i understood what you know, not having internet was and, you know, and then when the internet came and then, you know, everything that came after that, you know, you, 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 you just care so much about the in-person connection, the in-person, you know, synergy, the vibing, the nonverbal cues, everything. Yeah. Right? right. And we're just missing that the pandemic surely did not help with that. And so just connecting is just, you know, I mean, I have my qualms about online dating and whatnot. So we all um, do. Yeah. Yeah, but community is important because the yes. support system to, to and just helping each other out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. naturally you gravitate and you become friends instead of having to like, Hey, will you be my friend? You know, right. <laughs> we naturally become friends and like form these relationships and these bonds. And we're all here to support each other and also root for one another as well. So let's, let's start off. We, we want to, you know, learn more about you and, mm -hmm. you know, your, you know, roller coaster ride in terms of the dating and relationship uh, right. uh, landscape. So let's bring us back to the beginning. You know, okay. what 
what was your original dating intention? What did you want in the beginning? And mm. when you went into that roller coaster ride, quote unquote, right. you know, what, what did you encounter? Right. So let me see how far back to go. Long story short, I had not dated for well over 20 plus years because I was in a marriage for quite some time that ended in divorce, which was not in my doing. And so I knew coming out of that divorce, I wanted to be in another long-term relationship because that's really the way I'm built. I've never really been built for the casual dater or the, you know, meet someone for a few weeks and okay, next, you know, next or a few months and next. So I've always been very much that long-term relationship kind of minded person. What I also knew was that a, it was going to be harder for me to meet people because all the people in my cohort are, are they're all married with kids. Yeah. You know, so it was in some ways having to sort of rebuild a somewhat of a social network. And I did um, sign up for some meetups, not only to try to just meet people, but also one of the things I learned from listening to one of the matchmakers podcasts was she's like, be open to anybody, smile at people in the grocery store, talk to the person next to you. Everyone, she goes, everyone's stuck on their phone like this all the time. And she <laughs> said, you're not even open to the world around you. And she said, you never know who you're going to meet up with, who you're going to form friendships with. They may know somebody else that, that may be a good fit for you. So that was kind of my mindset in the beginning was like, how do I even go about meeting people socially? I also work alone. I'm in solo private practice. I don't do any hospital work. And so I'm very isolated in that way. I have my professional community, but it's different than a social community. So basically when it came to dating, not only was it just, okay, meetups was the one way of doing it. I also knew that there's online dating, which is a thing now. I was very <laughs> concerned. Obviously. It's a big was, thing now. Yeah. I was quite concerned for my own privacy because of, I see patients, I'm a psychiatrist, you know, and the nature of that kind of business is the rule of thumb is I know a crap load about my patients' lives on a very intimate level. They really should not know very much, if at all, from my life. And that's pretty much stays a professional wall no matter what. And that's one of the, well, that's one of the things about doing psychiatry is I'm not there to talk about my life. Neither should the person really know about my personal life. I'm there to really help them and focus on them. So when it came to online dating, I was like, what if I run into prior patients, current patients, future, future patients that was less of an issue, either current or past. Obviously, I've got personal information online that I don't necessarily need my patients knowing about. How do I handle this? So the first thing I thought of, well, let me look into matchmakers in terms of trying to get a sense of what do they do? What do they not do? Maybe this is a way to kind of get into finding someone for long-term without having to put all my, you know, a lot of my personal information out online. So when I started looking at all this, one of my friends had a friend who was also looking dating as well. She had given me the names of two matchmakers, which was probably my actual four way into finding matchmaking services. Mm -hmm. And during my research with this, what I discovered is there's a difference between dating services and matchmaking services. A dating service is like, it's just lunch. 
And it's a company where these people are sales heavy, high pressure sales tactic, and they just want to say, okay, we're going to put you on six days. It doesn't matter if this is somebody that would even on paper remotely fit what you're looking for. Mm. Matchmaking services is different where it's really a person is not only interviewing you and listening to what your likes or dislikes or preferences are, they are interviewing potential people to match you up with. And there's a whole, there's different styles of companies within the matchmaking arena. That said, when I talked to a few of the matchmakers, some of the things that I really went into the mindset was a, I am not going to be plunking down tens of thousands of dollars unless I understand their business model, how they think, very nitty gritty stuff about how they put people together, how long have they been in business, how a the big business and the, the it's amount a big of business. money is huge. I, I'm it's just like, yeah, almost I was like in shock when I heard about some of the prices. Oh yeah, they were yeah. charging. It's, did yeah. you did you utilize both dating services and matchmaking, or you just went through matchmaking? I went through matchmaking. So what ended up happening is. I ended up interviewing three different matchmakers. One of them that I ended up hiring to be basically their client, meaning that they're my headhunter. I'm not just on the Rolodex for their paying clients is um, a matchmaking um, company called catch. It's out of orange County in Southern California. They specialize in Asian women. Hmm. I was given their name by another matchmaker who's been around the field for probably 20, 30 years at this point. She's solo proprietorship, solo business. I was a little hesitant at first because the Asian thing felt like it's a little racist, a little fetish, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I had to sit with it. (laughs) Well, I was like, yeah, Yeah. it's like, is there like a certain population that is like, would be, you know, like they serve just Asian women or what? Like, so they're, they so what they do is their entire contact list of potential women are all Asians, mm-hmm. can be East Asian, can be South Asian, mm-hmm. and they will match you up with men who are interested in Asian women for whatever reason. You know, whether it's a visual thing, whether it's they've got some stereotypical cultural thing, who knows, whatever. I had to sit with it and I kind of realized I can't change my genetics. <laughs> You know, this is what it is. I want to maximize, you know, if I want to maximize my potential getting out there, I got to take the leap, right? So what I ended up doing was you could sign up for free and catches website, just putting your profile, it's very, very specific in terms of photos, height, weight, likes, dislikes. Are you married, divorced, single? Do you have kids, no kids? Are you smoker, non-smoker, drugs, no drugs? It's It's pretty standard across all the matchmaking fill-in forms. And then what I actually did was set up an appointment with the owner of Catch Matchmaking for an actual interview because she also hires clients, both male and female, and she becomes your personal headhunter, your matchmaker, and goes through her directory and she can't find somebody that she'll you know, contact other matchmakers. So I actually did hire them. And what I liked about Catch is that, one, it was a solo proprietorship. 
It wasn't like some of these real blinged out websites, like three day, three day rule matchmakers in the city where it's like, you're looking at the website, it's flashy, it's great, but it looks like it walked off of the pages of E or Bravo. And it's like, for me, I don't need that. That's not what I'm looking for. You know, <laughs> don't ask well, me. We're trying to paint a, a picture of the lifestyle that you could live. Is right, exactly. what the marketing is, the marketing angle is. Right. And I'm like, that's not who I am. You know, people who know me, I'm pretty down to earth. So it's like, yes, I like nice stuff, but, you know, pretty down to earth. It's not going to be blinged out. So I went with Catch and she, trying to remember, she has a contract where you sign up for six months. And then she also, within that time, they aim to put you on one quality date per month, give or take. And if they didn't meet whatever their quota was after six months, they would renew, automatically renew your membership at no additional charge until you'd fill up that quota of X number of dates. One of the things about the matchmakers is that they will set up the date for you. They'll set up the place, the time. They do all that kind of back end kind of stuff for you. The other thing with the matchmakers is uh, what Catch did, and I think a lot of the concierge ones do this, is they will show your profile to the potential other client, to the other potential other person. They will say yes or no, let them choose first. And then they will come to you and say, hey, this is who we have. What do you think? This is what we take of them. Here's some of the pros that we see. Here's some of the cons. Then after the date, they get feedback from both parties. And then it's the matchmaker who actually says, yes, you know, both of you guys are interested in meeting up again or no you know, neither of you guys or one or both people are not interested in meeting again. What I've learned with the matchmakers is that it is not like online dating where you've just, you're flooded with a lot of information, a lot of profiles. It's a much slower process. And the kind of the rule of thumb is it's quality over quantity. For sure. For sure. And so I think when people are thinking matchmakers, don't think you're good. They're going to be giving you a date a week. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I mean, you just said, yeah. you know, one per month. I mean, like six profiles, we can do that in six seconds, you know? Right. So Yeah. Right. I mean, something about that. Is it like the dopamine hit of like all these matches? Oh, yeah, online? for sure. It's got to be, sure. right? That people for are sure. just like, it's that potential of the possibility of like. It's almost like the Instagram for dating. You yes. know, you're just, yeah. you're just swiping for the, for the visual effect. Right. Uh, me personally, I've done, I've done matchmaking in the past uh, myself. And in my personal experience, I feel that the first match needs okay. to start with you and the matchmaker, you know, right. and to have that good rapport, mm -hmm. you know, right. I've, I personally have gone through two different services before and I felt that the match with my matchmaker was not the best that I could, you know, have garnered, have cultivated, right. For whatever reason. And I feel like when someone on the other end, that's trying to find matches for you, if they don't understand you right. to your confidence level, to your satisfaction level, you mm -hmm. know, it, it, it's almost kind of moot at that yeah. point. Would you agree? Yeah, Deanne? I totally agree. I mean, that was one of the things that when I was looking at different matchmaking services was finding one that I felt like they could relate to me on my level. They would understand a, what I'm looking for B, kind of who I am as a person and not just throw random people in my way. Cause I had talked with uh, one of the fellows that had supervised and she moved to Los Angeles and she had plunked down a ton of money for matchmaking service in Los Angeles. And granted you, she just finished fellowship. 
It's not like she has a lot of money. And she had horror stories. She said they sent, they sent me up with some guy who was like way outside my, my age range. They set her up with some guy who I think there was something else. There was like clearly whoever was finding her guys wasn't even listening to what she wanted, Mm. you know, and with catch, I felt like they really listened to who I am, what I want, what I'm really looking for long-term stuff. I also interviewed another matchmaker who's based in Los Angeles and now in San Fe, New Mexico, Julie Furman. She's been in the business, I think, 20, 30 years now. And she's the one who actually referred me to catch as well. She actually did not take me on as a client, which says a lot about her as a person because she charges mm. 10, 10 grand per client. And she said, the reason why I'm not taking you is because I don't have enough men to match you in San Diego or Orange County, which I really appreciated her honesty. And this is after we talked on the phone. I actually know it was probably, it was by video. What she does have is you can sign up onto her list of, it's a free list where if she has paid clients, she can go through her Rolodex and see, okay, do you fit their profile and vice versa? And then if you want to move up further in the ladder in her chain, she has what she calls mitzvah matches where she'll match two people because she looks at them. She looks at the profiles. Hey, this might be a great match. And she just gives it to you for free. It's comped. Mm. See, So with catch, did you feel like you had quality matches that were within you know, the realm of like what you were looking for? So I had ultimately one date with them because by the time, they came around with the sec. Well, by between the first and the second, that's when I met my boyfriend. So it's like, you know, but so, uh, so that's a that's a. I, I don't want to go into that segue just uh, quickly. Yeah. I just wanted to comment how like, you know, my impression of Dion. We we actually don't know each other before this uh, episode, but my impression of you, Dion, is mm-hmm. you're someone that knows what you want and yes. you know you have a you have confidence and there's yeah. a certain aura and energy you know that I feel from you that you know you know what you want you know what you're seeking mm-hmm. I feel like the one of the other issues with online dating is the person that's using it the end user yeah. and they might not even know you know what they want right they may I guess try to figure it out just by swiping right but that's not really doing enough of the deep work of like, really, you know, what is it that you need in a partner? What is it that you need, you know, in life? You know, it, I guess it just depends on what, questions. what relationship status you are seeking. Right? right. So how much of that, you know, like, how did you come about like knowing arriving to that point and let's transition to like, you know, you know, dating coaches. Yeah. Actually, before we even get there, I'll let you comment on that, Deanne. And then I actually yeah. thought we add a little fun thing in between. Yeah. Okay. So how I got there was, it was multi-leveled. So first and foremost, after the divorce, I actually sat down and wrote a list of what do I want? What are the deal breakers? And what are the things in between that I want, but I'm willing to have some wiggle room on it. And what helped me refine that was as I was talking to the matchmakers, they ask you those questions. What do you want? What are your absolute deal breakers? And then I kind of knew in my own head, okay, here's the things that would be gravy on top. Here's mm-hmm. the things that would be great to have. Nice to have. Nice to have. Yeah. But it's not like, okay, this is what I need to have. This is what I have to have. And I wrote it down. 
And I used that really as my North Star when I was talking to other matchmakers and I was looking online, just keeping those that criteria in my head. Also being flexible within certain parameters, because one of the things that is tricky, at least for me as a physician and having this much education, I need somebody who's got comparable education. I hate to say it. It's important to you. It's it's important to me, you know, and they talk about you date on the margins, you kind of expand your filters in terms of height, in terms of age. Dating for me on the margins is someone with probably a bachelor's or a master's. You know, my preference was always minimum of a master's. I need someone with a doctorate, you know, MD, PhD, attorney, ideally, because it's something that was important to me. And something I've also realized is that I like smart people. You know, I'm not putting down people who perhaps, you know, are not in the upper whatever 2% uh, second standard deviation of IQ, but that's just who I am. That's how I'm built. And that's what I need in a relationship to stay intellectually stimulated. Yeah, that's like a priority. Yeah, I think it's important to recognize like the things are important to us. Okay, so you go on this date that, you know, set you up with and, you know, uh, perhaps other dates on your own as well. Did you use any medical pickup line on them or or did you or perhaps if you had the opportunity, what would you say? What if you had to like lay out a a medical pickup line? Like share with us something. We thought they'd be fun to ask all of our guests to, to, to do that on the podcast. Your couch or mine. (laughs) (laughs) i love it i'm jack she's not even (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i love it yeah look at that she's a psychiatrist and she's like all right yeah that's 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 yeah that's cute hey guys we'll be right back and now a word from our sponsors the Love Scrubs and Stories podcast is a collaboration and co-production between The Chef Doc and White Coat Romance. The Chef Doc is a wellness platform that offers innovative approaches to thriving and offers a self-empowerment book, podcast series, on-demand masterclass series, as well as a brand new app. The app provides self-guided education such as food as medicine, self-care, and resilience. Coaching services are also available, whether you prefer one-on-one or group-type settings. Please go now to your app store, as well as Apple as Google Play to download for free. White Coat Romance is a dating app for healthcare and health-related professionals and students in the U.S. and Canada. It's a lively space where you can find love, companionship, and build meaningful connections with like-minded professionals. If you're single, go to the App Store and Google Play to download and join our vibrant community. As we both serve these amazing communities, we also acknowledge the value of continuing education. Therefore, we're super excited to share an enticing opportunity with our listeners. Our episodes are continuing education eligible. That's right. You now have the opportunity to earn valuable credits while enjoying our content. Rest assured, the episodes will always remain free as we are committed to supporting our communities and amplifying the voices of healthcare professionals. To get a better understanding of how this works, the first three episodes are free to obtain, then the rest of the podcast episodes are at a nominal cost. So you might be asking who can earn credits? Well, physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, physicians associates, pharmacists, dentists, as well as dietitians and dietetic technicians. 
If you find yourself in need of CE credits, we kindly ask you to consider directing your CE funds towards supporting our cause. Your contribution would greatly help us nurture our podcast production and continue to bring you valuable content. We are deeply grateful for your support. From all of us here at Love Scrubs and Stories Podcast, thank you so much for choosing us. And enjoy the rest of this episode. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And now back to the episode. Yeah. So, so, so tell us about, you know, before we get to your, you know, you went on the, before you were, I think you said before the second match, you met your boyfriend, right? Right. And so tell us a a little bit about experience with dating, like date, date coaches, right? Because many people who are listening to this may not even know they exist. You know, you have health coaches, you have life coaches, you know, you you didn't, I mean. Yeah. Break it down for us. Yeah. We know Hitch, right? So. Right. Right. So. With dating coaches, it was interesting. So there, there are dating coaches who only do that. There are matchmakers who offer who offer date coaching as part of their package or a separate package. So it really varies from person to person. The date coach I ended up ultimately going with is Evan Mark Katz. He's out of Los Angeles and he runs a program called Love You. And I had actually listened to his podcast for probably a good nine months before ever signing up because I wanted to understand how does he think? What is his philosophy? How does he approach the dating thing? And really what I was looking for was how do I even put a structure or a framework to online dating? I mean, there's, it's so, you know, this is not something I grew up with kind of learning how to use. It was like, how do I even make sense of this? And as I was listening to Evan's podcast, it was really clear that he had a formula called 222. Basically, it was a way to screen interested guys in or out with putting in, quite honestly, not a whole lot of effort. Not having a lot of time or energy myself, that was the other piece of it. It's like, I can't be going on coffee dates five days a week. I work full time. I'm sorry. I mean, it's tiring for me. So I listened to Evan for quite some time and the way he markets his program is, and it's actually smart marketing, the dating coach for the smart, successful woman who has everything but their guy. So he has two different programs he offers. He has one of them, which is called Love You Live, which includes a two hour live group coaching with other members who are part of this one year relationship and date coaching program. You get access into the private Facebook group um, where you can get 24-7 support from current and previous Love You graduates. Um, He also has a six-month program online, which is built into the program where each week you do like maybe about 30 minutes of short videos and homework. And it sounds like a lot, but the way he's really thought through it is very, very well thought of and very smart because he starts at the basics. like you need to have confidence going into this dating thing. You know, it's kind of, it can be really a drag and be very, very, you know, disheartening at times. And you're going like this with a whole roller coaster. Here's, you know, how think about confidence. What are some things perhaps in your past that might've limited this? How can you flip things around going forward? He has another module on um, getting prepared to date online. And the whole thing that I kind of put together after a while is your profile on those dating apps is your marketing tool. So you got to have good photos. 
you want to have a catchy way of grabbing the reader that it stands up from everyone else's profiles. What are things you don't put in your profiles, which tend to be kind of push people away? And then the next module he had was, okay, how do you go about dating online? How do you filter people in? How do people out? How do you not get into the trap of, well, I don't like how this person looks on, looks on the profile because they're only 5'9". You don't narrow at the beginning. You narrow, you, you, it's called funneling in his, in his program. It's like you keep it wide. You cast your net wide and then people will start eliminating themselves in or out depending on the effort that's put in. So with Mark's, with um, Evan's program, probably the things I found the most useful was really the two hour group coaching. Cause there's up to like 30 women. Some of, most of them were in the U S but somewhere like Australia, England, South Africa, and we would just be peppering things, prepping questions to Evan during the two hour to the two hour Zoom call. At the beginning and the end of the Zoom call, he would break you up into small groups of like two or three women, and you could kind of chat more, get more into I had a crappy week, or this happened to me, or you know, catch up, how are you doing? And the support was incredibly helpful because one of the things Evans really tries to kind of keep out of his program and also the Facebook or his private Facebook group is people getting very snarky, very sarcastic, you know, dissing guys. They all suck. They're all like this. They're all losers, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's, it's the, the, the bashing. Yeah. It's really yeah. Bashing. It, would just, right. it would just end up being like a forum. Right. Just it's like, very unproductive right. and it's right. not right. to help anybody. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that he really kind of tell, he really preaches that where it's like, guys, we can sit here and bash all we want, but you're, are you getting what you want? No, stop worrying about it. Stop overthinking. Stop wondering, you know, why he left. Stop wondering why he ghosted. You keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Yeah. It's where do you want to focus your energy is essentially right. what we're talking about, right? Do you right. want to keep on, you know, perseverating over those negative thoughts and the negative energy or do, or shall we move forward? Right. This is why right. you're here, right? This is what right. you're paying the money for. Right. So just help you move past that. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of, um, so you gained some insight there, you know, you gained, you know, some insight and experiences of doing matchmaking. You mentioned about date dating services, but eventually you ended up being in a relationship, not on any of those. Yeah, right. Heard, so, right we... yeah. So can you share, you know, how you guys met and what do yeah. you think <laughs> happened from your end that, you know, led, you know, because we're, we're like what, 7.8 billion people. Like, you, you right. know, it's, like how 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 did you arrive to that moment where you met you know your now current significant other? And right. also, were there like lessons or things that you've learned through the matchmaking you know coaching process? Like things mm -hmm. that you you know that you brought into put yourself in a position that optimized the opportunity, right? To meet your person. So, I think the things that I learned. Through, with the matchmakers and with the whole date coaching thing was you need to be open to any experience. You know, whether it's you're meeting someone, you're trying to have start a romantic relationship, you're open to saying hi to someone at the grocery store, striking a conversation with someone, you know, who's sitting next to you. So for example, when I was getting my COVID booster, I was in the waiting area because they want to, you know, they want you to sit there for 20 minutes to make sure you don't pass out before you drive home. I was sitting next to another woman. I don't work at UCSD. We were both masked. 
just literally started striking up a conversation. Honestly, this is not my nature. I'm pretty introverted by nature. It was like pushing myself. Okay, let's strike up a conversation. We've become friends out of that, of all the weirdest things. So random. It's totally random. Yeah. And so that was the experience I really tried to put forth going in my life outside of work was like just talking to people, meeting people, being open and not really having an agenda of, I have to meet a guy, I have to meet a guy, you know, kind of a thing. Mm. So the Pakistan thing was kind of the way it happened was one of my friends knew about the divorce and she said, Hey, I'm going with my boyfriend a year from now to Pakistan. We signed up with speaker mentors. Do you want to come? I said, sure. What the hell? You know, I like to travel. I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's like, what do I have to lose? It's group. It's a tour group. I'm not traveling myself. I just going to put my money down, get my flight. You know, someone shuttled me around for three weeks. So went to Pakistan. And the ironic thing was, I remember the last date coaching call I had right before I left. I was in the small group of Evan's, you know, Zoom call. And one of the women said, I bet you you'll meet a guy in Pakistan. I said, no, I don't do green cards. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're like, you know, no, I don't want to do 90 day fiance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I go to Pakistan and the group was about, I was saying, like maybe 15, 16 of us. And I did not literally was not expecting to meet anyone because the tour company tends to cater to a much older group. Typically people in their sixties or seventies, these are people who retire. These are people who are very seasoned, you know, international travelers. I was like, I'm going cause a, I've never been, it sounds like fun. Get the hell out of touch. And the way that I met my boyfriend is we were in the same tour group. And now unbeknownst to me, he was actually kind of interested in me from the start when we first met, cause we actually picked up from the airport in the same car. Oh, but he was, he thought I was the age of his daughter and he goes, I'm not going there. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, we met, it was like, oh, he's got a PhD in pharmacology from Cambridge. He's worked in actually psychiatry, which was kind of ironic. And, you know, it's kind of, he's friendly. He's nice. Obviously he travels to Pakistan, you know, it was like, I was thinking, I'm not here to meet somebody. I'm here just to have an experience and a trip. Wow. When you least expect it. Yeah. Yeah. It's when these wonderful things can happen. Yeah. And about Mm -hmm. halfway through the trip, he found out what my actual age was. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it's my, yeah, I, I look good. I mean, I I like, I like the fact that, you know, you were not, you know, dead set on, okay, I'm going to enjoy this trip. Great. You know, but Mm -hmm. also not say like, I'm going to be totally closed off, you know, you know, based off of what you said, you went on a whim. You're like, you know, have have conversations. You're like, F it. I'm just going to, you know, go, you know, just, just go for it and just have an adventure. And it's interesting how like, you know, you've accumulated all these other dating experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe not so much in terms of dates, but in terms of like services, you know, I don't know how many dates you've been on collectively during that learning period of matchmaking and et cetera, et cetera. But it sounded like you gained a lot of insight and wisdom in terms of, you know, just how those things work and reflectively, reflexively, you, you learned a lot more about yourself. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah this is this is wonderful. Yeah, thank you. And fortunately, I, you know, I think I would as much as we'd love to talk more about it, but for time's sake, we should probably try and wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Did you want to give us like the top three take home points? Yeah, share? like if someone mm -hmm. someone is going through the ringer themselves, you know, like right. they they know what they want, right? I yeah. think the first step is really understanding who you are and knowing what you want. That's number yeah. one, right? But yeah. once you're past that, you know, you know, how would you say, what are some takeaway points to impart on no matter what services you go on, please mm -hmm. do X, Y, and Z. What would you say to that person? I would say you really, for when you look at matchmakers, you really want to vet the business very carefully. You want to understand their business model. You want to understand really the psychology of how they think, you know, and I think Colin to point out what you were saying is, okay, am I a good fit for this matchmaker and vice versa? You know, if I feel like this person doesn't get what I want, or perhaps this person's particular clientele is not what I want, is this necessarily going to be a good fit? And I think what we need to think about when we're in the mindset is we're hiring these people, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, you know, because we're like excited, we are anxious, we are just want to be in a relationship, we just want it over and done with quickly. It's too easy to give up those thousands of dollars to a company that may not necessarily be the best fit. And there's no guarantee. And I hate to say it, there's no guarantees. And the matchmakers are told that too. Yeah. You know, it's like, we'll try to set you up in each. What they also say is the subsequent dates, we get a better idea of what your likes, your dislikes, preferences, so they can hone in. Yeah. But again, there's no guarantee. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we think about how much time and effort and, you know, money, <laughs> I mean, that we put into our career, right? I mean, I mean, it's, it's good to kind of offload yeah. and delegate, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think you also shared some really good insights in terms of doing the due diligence of you know, uh, listening to other dating and or relationship experts, you know, right. and uh, I love the fact that you before you participated, you know, you listened to this guy's podcast for nine months, mm -hmm. just to see if his thought were uh, thought thought processes resonated with you, right. and whether you know, you, you would have felt comfortable because like you said, you know, your professional life going into your personal life, it's very vulnerable transition. So right. you want to be comfortable no matter what services, app or, you know, podcasts or, you know, thing that you go on. Right. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Great. You so, want to do rapid fire? Yeah. I thought we end this with uh, 10 rapid fire questions and okay. uh, it's going to be fun. It's a great way for audience to get to know you better. And so okay. Colin and I will alternate and just whatever comes to mind first. Okay. okay. I will start. Netflix or YouTube? Ooh, neither. <laughs> You're like, she's like a book. <laughs> okay, so dating preferences. Would you rather go dancing or do karaoke? Oh, God. Neither? neither. I'm <laughs> she's like, neither. I'm introverted. We got to find introverted yeah, questions. I know, I know. I know. Okay. All right. So are you a sweet or savory person? Ooh, that depends on my mood. It really depends. So if it's for snacks during the day, probably sweet. If it's on the weekends, probably more savory. Would you describe yourself as more of an active listener or a great conversationalist? Definitely an active listener. Great. Superpower for a perfect date. What do you think would be most useful? A superpower? Yeah. Uh, ooh, I think. 
mind reading, invisibility? I would well, I would say mind reading, although given my profession, I'm pretty good at assessing reading people. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I don't know if this is my fourth or fifth, but you're the funniest dating app bio you've come across. Oh, funniest one. That's a good one. To be honest, I have not seen any bios or profiles that really grabbed my attention. Mm. If I really sit down and think about it. Yeah, it's all there's a very... There's kind of a very cookie cutter standard way that people write their bios. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I learned from Evan and Mark Katz. This is your marketing tool. This is your first impression. So we're making, we're not making the most out of it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people aren't probably focused on that as much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's creativity. It's grabbing another Mm -hmm. person's attention to stand up from the pack. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my fourth one, favorite travel destination. Oh God. Um, which one? (laughs) (laughs) This is a tough one. It's a hard one. Um, I would say right now it is Antarctica. Ah. Wait, would you, what was the question? Worst or best? uh, Favorite travel destination. That you've experienced or you want to go on as a bucket list? I've experienced and, and I'm going back in January. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. It's, it's my favorite too. I I went, I I went a few years ago uh, as well. Most awkward goodbye. Would you say it's a high five or an awkward side hug? If the date, you know, doesn't really Really? go so well. I would probably say the high five because it's more bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like what do we just do? Leave out of a bar. (laughs) It's like, uh, 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 uh. and everyone's like funny about touching. Right. So then, it's kind of like, you don't even know. So or have you had right. the head bunk? Which is like, oh my God. Fist bump too. So awkward. Okay. Last one for me, cuddling or holding hands. Definitely cuddling. And what has been your funniest excuse to end a bad date early? Gosh, this was, this is probably, this is like years ago. And it was, it was, I was actually true. I actually had a bad stomach ache that night after dinner and the date itself wasn't bad. I mean, I remember the guy who was nice, he was pleasant. He clearly wanted, you know, more after dinner, but I was like, I really was not feeling well. And he never called after that. So I'm like, all right, it's what it is. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Deanne, thank you so, so much. We really appreciate, you know, your insights, your experiences, what you've learned and how you went about traversing, you know, we're, we're all in the same boat, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. we're both actively dating or she has a white coat, you know, romance, you know, community right. and we love people, you know, we're physicians, yeah. you know, you're a psychiatrist. So it's interesting on what we've learned, you know, both mm-hmm. ourselves and professionally and, you know, how we kind of, you know, flip back and forth. So we really appreciate, you know, how you went about it and sharing your story. Yeah. yeah. Very Thank welcome. you for your continued contributions to the group and I uh, mm-hmm. love hearing your story. So what would be the best way if anyone wanted to reach out to you and hear more from you about your pearls of wisdom and the lessons that you've learned and perhaps, you know, if you'd be open to providing some guidance or for some of our single folks who are still out there looking, what yeah. would be the best way to, to get to reach you? Probably the best way is reaching out through me via uh, Facebook. Yeah, probably just okay. through a message. Yeah, that's probably Great. the best way. Awesome. The way is if they want to do it more formal, they can go through my work website. So the my 
website domain is dianwongmd.com and there's a contact us and they can just say, Hey, I want personal stuff. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much, Ian, again. And we really appreciate it guys. Thank you so much for watching another episode. If you like this, please like comment and subscribe. And if you feel like this is a benefit for someone else, please let them know on behalf of Dr. Christina and I, until the next episode, please say goodbye to the and Mm -hmm. thank you so, so much. And we will see you next time. Goodbye everyone. Bye. 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 Hey guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to this channel. If you enjoyed this, please like, comment, and subscribe. And if you felt like this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know as well. As a reminder, this channel does not offer medical advice. All opinions expressed are ours and our guests only. It is for general informational purposes only and does not replace professional healthcare services. Please consult your own healthcare provider for any medical issues you may have. Until the next episode, whether you're in and out of your scrubs, Please remember to love yourself and others and lead with kindness. Bye.